Welcome to Red Leg Nation Radio, your home for discussion and analysis of Cincinnati Reds baseball all year long. Now here's your host, Chad Dotson. Hello everyone, welcome back to Red Leg Nation Radio. This is episode number 378 of the World's Most Dangerous Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Dotson. With me, noted author, Chris Garber. How are you today, Chris? I am great. Happy as a Happy as a clam. Happy as a clam. That's that's pretty happy. We are recording on Thursday night, as we always do. The Reds are currently winning. Is that still true, Chris Garber? The Reds are currently winning as of the time and place and uh, in which I am watching. There we go. Which, uh, I, I don't know what time zone you're in, but I, I think we're probably in the same uh, point in the game. I don't know how time zones affect baseball games when they're Relative. broadcast. Relativity. <laughs> what is it? What is Special it? relativity. Is it Wednesday there? Was it Tuesday? Is the Paleolithic area there? What is it? What do you got? Anyway, uh, the Cincinnati Reds, this is the way we've started every single podcast all season long, basically. The Reds, eh, kind of treading water. <laughs> you know, uh, 500 this last week uh, in the uh, series against the Cubs. They lost uh, two out of three. They did win the first game against Philly. They lost the second one. Um, you know, just is, it, is what it is. Is it treading water when you're below the surface of the pool. Mm. Good point, because they are five games like, below that, 500. Yeah, I mean, is that like a smart strategy to tread water when you're, you know, you can't breathe? You're in the process of drowning? Perhaps you may want to try to uh, to move upward. I don't know, maybe. The Reds are 24 and 29 as we record this. Fourth place in the National League's Central Division and six and a half games out of first. It's basically the same thing. And when I say the same thing, I also mean that um, really two Reds are playing really, really well. And everybody else is just kind of, they're along for the ride in some ways. And those two, of course, are Nick Castellanos and Jesse Winker, both of whom are two for two so far in this game tonight. And uh, Winker has a home run. Um, Winker and Castellanos are good, but what do we think about this team? Yeah. Not much. I don't. I don't think much of them. Truth. <laughs> <laughs> I think about Set them as the little as possible. Podcast. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'm. I'm not going to try to hide the fact that I'm not paying a whole heck of a lot of attention to the Reds, um, and and that's on them. Like it's really, it's really not on me. Um, it's they're pretty bad, but and and pretty boring. You know, there's a lot of times I turn the game on and they're already down, you know, six to nothing or something. I'm like, all right, well, it's like that that old uh, that old GIF where you know the guy walks in the door and walks right back out. <laughs> right, right. Uh, from the uh, the noted television program, The Simpsons, <laughs> Simpsons. as my son called him. Uh, well, called it when he was young. Um, the last game before tonight's uh, contest with the Cardinals, the Reds lost seventeen to three to. To Philadelphia, but now Philadelphia is the best team in the league. To be fair, yeah, they're the best team in decades, <laughs> right? Seventeen to three. How many Alex Blandino pitching appearances do we have to have before we start thinking something's wrong here? Well, this is the thing. I mean, wasn't that even part of the league saying like we're we're kind of over this position players pitching? Wasn't there some sort of rule change and some sort of edict to try to cut that out and the reds have had what six different outings from non-pitchers yeah yeah uh, the blendino rules they were called i think yeah uh yeah that guy the reds used to have who was a pitcher and a fielder hmm 
Mike Freeman? No, 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 no. Not Mike Freeman. I think his name was Mike something. Yeah. But he, he was like like Popeye or something was his nickname. He's really, really Yeah, big like forearms. Yeah. Giant, like a, just a giant dude. I mean, nobody talked about it. You know, you might not have noticed that he had muscles right. because nobody really paid attention to it. Whatever happened to that guy? Consistently really high-level player for a long time, under the radar. Uh, I can't remember his name, though. I can't either, but he's disappeared. He's probably playing in, I don't know, Korea or something. he traded in the offseason? I think so, yeah. Or no, he probably was just given away for free like every other oh, reliever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like Archie. <laughs> Archie. Archie Bradley. Um. Mike Freeman. Can we, can we talk about Mike Freeman for just a second? Did you know there's a guy named Mike Freeman that played for I this team? I saw this a couple days ago. I think he was involved. He had a really good at-bat against um, Archie Bradley. Right? right. He really hung in there. Did a good job. Yeah. He hung in there, and he pitched a third of an inning against the, the Phillies. Oh, he was the pitcher. Oh, no, he's not a pitcher, but he did pitch a third of an inning against the Phillies. Well, of course. <laughs> he's a 33-year-old. Prospect. Uh, he's a prospect. You know, <laughs> there's there's kind of this running joke on uh, on the Twitters, and of course, Mike Freeman's been in the league since 2016. You know, bouncing around Toronto, Arizona, Seattle, Dodgers, Cubs, Indians, and now 199 career at bats. Now the Reds, yeah. Um, but this team is getting to the point where they are going to. You and I have had many. Uh, conversations which i enjoy no one else probably enjoys listening to them but where we talk about uh, obscure former reds and man we got a bunch of them on this team <laughs> there's gonna be some guys oh. in five years that are... mike freeman Max Schrock. <laughs> yeah max Schrock. yeah is it, it yeah hembry right? there used to be a guy named alan embry yeah this is he's hembry they're related he's embry they amped it up by adding a letter right adding a consonant to each one <laughs> michael feliz cnl perez oh man this is, we're just talking about the pitching staff. Brat, brat. <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> I don't want to hear that again. Oh He's my! Thirty-five. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, this is what this, see. This is what you get, listeners. When this is like uh, the the TikToks or whatever, where they where they take uh, you know Prince and let some kid listen to Prince for the first time and his mind's blown. <laughs> right. You're, this is Chad introducing an an, an agnostic former fan to the 2021 reds <laughs> it's a, uh, it's art so frustrating warren? are these real people who's that art warren no that's not a real person well he he played also ashton gudo ashton gudo my favorite of the french wave directors uh from the 60s <laughs> movie directors i mean oh my <laughs> goodness and it, like as terrible as this team and this pitching staff is They've had, what, like three guys under 30 pitching for him? I mean, oh, that's maybe sad. not that bad. That's no, not that bad, but only, close. There's only one guy under 26. Uh, well, until tonight, Vladimir Gutierrez, I guess, is the second. <laughs> CNL Perez. Oh, CNL. CNL Perez pitched in 18 games? Oh, yeah, with an 8.31 ERA. Have you? I got to no, say about... <laughs> like like you know i know we keep saying they're not trying but they don't have to rub it in our face <laughs> this 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 discussion here it's so frustrating because 
the the starters that this team expected to have, uh, both on the pitching staff and uh, in, in the in the uh, in the lineup, some pretty good players, some fun players, but the Reds just completely ignored. Well, not ignored. They actively uh, try to harm their bench and their uh, and their bullpen. Is that unfair? Uh, no. I mean, I don't think they actively tried to harm it. I just think they didn't care. <laughs> Who didn't care? I mean, they, the ownership. They exactly. knew they were going to get worse and didn't care about that. Clearly. I mean, I watched CNL Perez and I'm pretty impressed with his stuff. I mean, it's really, really impressive stuff that goes nowhere near the strike zone. Unfortunately, I mean, he's walked 18. He struck out 13 and walked 18. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, this is such a weird deal. I mean, they've got basically they, they've got two great players, two guys having great years, a couple of journeymanish guys picking up the slack, a couple of okay looking prospects, and then just a bunch of stuff <laughs> i was waiting to hear what descriptive uh term you were going to use want, you know you know my, my it's a, rule now i don't i don't say bad things about major league baseball players like you know i'm not going to say they suck right exactly because they don't but when you're trotting out 35 year old guys and 32 year old guys and 28 year old guys who at best are going to be 75 percent of leave at league average you're not you're not trying yeah it's what i said about jeff hoffman you know that guy's trying as right. hard as he can he's really genuinely trying to do the best he can yeah. for the he's, yeah, he's just jeff hoffman. jeff hoffman he's you know jeff hoffman is the best pitcher you and i would ever meet <laughs> yeah i could i could not hit jeff hoffman i couldn't no. hit doug rowe as a 12 year old in uh, little league he never made it anywhere that the dirty job guy no, no, this guy I think is in the state pen. Um, he had a tattoo at age twelve. Nice, one of those guys, yeah. But this this pitching staff, it's like half a staff. I mean, the starting rotation. No, 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 there's like seventeen guys on it at any given night. <laughs> True, but the starting rotation, you have three guys who've been pretty good. You have one guy who has been good his whole career until this year, Luis Castillo. Who knows? So, you know, and then you have Jeff Hoffman. And then you have Jeff Hoffman. But then, you know, you got TJ Antone. You got Lucas Sims, who's not, actually not been great, but um, fingers crossed on okay. him. And, you know, Amir Garrett. I'm not going to, I'm not going to complain about the first five guys they've got out there. Yeah. It's after that that there's nobody to put in. Oh. Yeah. I mean, Carson Fulmer's fine. Sean Doolittle, they went, I mean, that's, that was a reasonable deal and he's pitching well. But yeah, after that, it's like guy you've never heard of, guy you've never heard of, guy you've never heard of, and it's not that whatever magic that we expect out of the coaching and, and player development department and Spin Cincinnati and all that, it, it ain't showing up on the field. Well, let's let's discuss that for a second. First of all, I just noticed that Alex Mundino has a nine point eight two ERA after giving up a, uh, some runs in his last outing. Uh, there are still two players in the Reds that pitch for the Reds this year who are actual pitchers who have higher ERAs than that. <laughs> so that's true. not good. Um, I've seen some. I've seen some kind of pushback 
from Reds fans on, by the way, I thought Derek Johnson was supposed to be, uh, you know, and, and Kyle Bode, there's to be magic, you know, magical workers or whatever, you know. Um, well, how, how can the bullpen be so bad? I thought they were supposed to be so great. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, <laughs> Kyle Bode and Derek Johnson could be the best in the world at what they do. And they very well might be. I don't know. They could not take me and turn me into a major league pitcher. You know, I mean, you got to have yeah, something yeah. to work with. I, I'm right. And, and Kyle Bodie, I don't think is working with right with the major leaguers. Yeah. Now look, now look, I am going to hold those guys accountable because they are beating their chest a little bit. Um, you know, 20 games into the season about the Daytona Tortugas pitching staff. And and how they've taken these undrafted guys and blah 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 and I, you know I don't know I, it's a article was behind the payroll paywall so I couldn't tell you exactly what it said, but you know the one I'm talking about. I do, yeah. I, and I wonder why aren't those guys in the majors now? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So well, they got to be the best low A pitcher that they can be. <laughs> Hold on. You got. Well, I won't. I won't interrupt your where you were going with that, but you need to d- explain what that comment means. Yeah. Well, that was uh, the Reds' explanation for what they hope to see from Hunter Green is apparently Hunter Green's goals. And I, I, you know, to be generous, those are probably Hunter Green's first half of 2021 goals, but it was just, you know, the, the, the conversation seemed to be around Hunter Green seems to be dominating. Why isn't Hunter Green moving up? And the quote from Nick crawl was Hunter Green. We, we want Hunter Green to be the best double a pitcher he can be. In, in artfully worded, perhaps. I think I understand where he was going, but yeah, the, I do. You know. I just had some fun with it. <laughs> sure, it sounds ridiculous. But but you're right. They were kind of beating their chest a little bit about that. Yeah. So look, I mean, you know, so I'm gonna, I am gonna say at the end of the day, okay, what happened to those guys? And then, and once you've bragged about how you developed them up, you can't go back and say, well, you know, they were a bunch of low round draft picks. What do you expect? <laughs> right. It's one or the other. You know what I mean? Like me, I would probably keep it quiet until those guys do it for more than three weeks. Right. Or until they're getting guys out in the big leagues, frankly. I mean, you know, that's kind of your your job. Right, right. Like, yeah, you don't get any points for being the best double-A pitcher you can be. Hmm. That's not what Nick Crawl told me. It's true. It's true. (laughs) So anyway, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's just uh, getting excited, and maybe it's just wanting to, you know, give some love to the guys. But... Twitter is a public medium, and if you want to praise internally, there's a way to do it. Yeah, you know, I'm, what I think, see, when I see all that, I think, and what we're seeing in AA as well, and really even in AAA with some of these pitchers, I think, well, maybe there's a future here. Maybe the Reds have, because we've got some pretty nice-looking uh, arms up and down this organization at, at the at the current moment. Um, you know, whether they're going to actually pan out, I don't know, because we've never seen Reds pitchers pan out <laughs> once they get up to the big leagues, but we need help right Johnny now. Quito. Right, Tyler Malley. At this point, yeah, we need uh, we need we need some of them right now because this pitching staff. Yeesh. Hey, I wrote this week in uh, and got some people yelling at me about it, but uh, I wrote this right. week that there are three in, at the magazine. There are three uh, young Reds that Reds need to lock up. Nick Lo- Howard. <laughs> All right, Wahoo Wah, University of Virginia's own Nick Howard. Right. Uh, three. Young players, the Reds need to lock up uh, if they can to long-term deals. And, and I, I, I compared it to back when the Reds locked up uh, Johnny Cueto and Jay Bruce after the 2010 season. 
you know, just keep some young guys around. They're gonna, they're going to help the team. And those three are Jesse Winker, Tyler Malley, and Luis Castillo. Now, which of those three do you think I got yelled at about? Uh, I assume Castillo. Yeah, the only one that's made an all-star team. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, how do I say this? Um, you, can, I, you can disagree so, with me if you want, by the way. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I was going to say a guy of the talent level and the established performance of Luis Castillo doesn't just turn into a stiff overnight. And then I thought, mm, Eugenio Suarez. You went there. Well, I don't know what's going on with that dude. I don't either, man. I don't. He's seen a little better since he moved to lead off. Yeah, I guess so. But, you know, for what that's worth, he's still 614 OPS, 162 batting average. Yeah, yeah sorry. So go, in, go into your column. I like this column, and I have one thought and reaction to it that I've been saving. No, I'm just going to say I, I didn't really have much of a thought other than go read it, uh, people. <laughs> but, uh, you know. It's I'm, free, ain't it? It's free. I'm... I'm just saying those three guys with Castillo, you're getting him on the, you know, uh, if you can convince him to sign, it's, 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 it's a low ball, but uh, I don't know. Those are three guys that I think can help be a part of another good Reds team. If the Reds ever decide they want to have a good Reds team. So tell me your thought. I, I, yeah, I mean, my, my, my little wise guy reaction to it was, I think you said something like, uh, it's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a win for everybody or something like that. And my reaction was, it's. I guess it's a win for everybody, maybe not the player who's just committed to stay with the Reds for three more years. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, it's, uh, it's, it's yeah, financial uh, security for them, the Reds committing to guys who appear to have uh, pretty high ceilings, you know, and hopefully at a, at a decent price. It's a smart thing to do, by all means. It's a smart thing to do. I, I just, uh, I just don't know what, again... The Reds keep executing like one third to one half of of a plan. Right. Yeah, I wrote. I so, wrote yeah. Go ahead. Signing those guys is certainly part of a plan for success. I just wonder what's if they would execute the rest of it, and if they don't, what's the point? Yeah, right. And we have we have no no evidence that that they will follow through on a plan, but. I mean, I'll say this. Uh, I wrote that. I wrote that piece, and and, and you're right. It's, I said it's a, you know it can be a it can be a good thing for the players. You know, you get some security. Uh, you know, good thing for the team. You know, you get to buy out maybe a, a year or two of free agency or something like that. But I did go in and add like a, a half of a sentence where I said, yeah, but you know, maybe they want to win. <laughs> the Reds haven't shown much of much of an inclination. Uh, yeah, you know, we were talking about hockey before we got on the air, and. Uh... As a as a Columbus resident and an observer of the of the Blue Jackets, um, it seems to be in hockey more than baseball. Like, if dudes don't want to play for your team, like your team's going to have a lot of trouble. And if your team can't prove that they're going to win a lot, you're not going to get a lot of dudes wanting to play for your team. Well, you know, when it comes to Nick Castellanos, I don't know what that is in that guy's head. I never know what's in that guy's head. I don't think I want to know what's in that guy's head. A bunch of what, <laughs> bottle rockets and some Slim Jims. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, you caught me off guard with it, with that one. Um, but, you know, if it's a guy that wants to win, I'm probably getting out of town at, at the end of the season. Even there's, though There's 29 other places to go. Yeah. And he'll be in demand if he continues to hit like this. 
Although he, I mean, he what's he, gonna he's got some love here in Cincinnati, and you know maybe for that'll... sure. But what's gonna be? Well, yeah, but you know what? He's not a Cincinnati guy. What's he? A South Florida guy? Yeah. I mean, look, what's gonna be really scary is if the Padres keep winning and oh. the Dodgers keep winning. Now you're gonna be like, oh, I can I can go to Paradise and win every year. I always, okay. I always wonder why San Diego wasn't the best free agent destination for everyone. Yeah, well, I mean, they messed everything up, but well, in the ballpark they played for years was terrible. Like it was miserable. And it's California, so you, you know you may prefer Florida because the income taxes. But still, yeah, it's it's in terms of weather, it's just and and a city, it's gorgeous. It's yeah, it's, you know, yeah, they should have gotten, they should have always gotten the guy like. Who wasn't going to get a ton of money? Like they weren't spending, but they should have always gotten the 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 guy who wanted one last try. Yeah, especially right. when they had Bochi there. I mean, he was a, a really popular man- manager with fans. Yeah, you know, it, it brings to mind. You know, I always I made this joke. You know, that uh, LeBron James was the only person ever to move from uh, from Miami to Cleveland. But uh, I have to say that I know one person that moved from San Diego to Columbus, Ohio. Why would yeah, you do that? That guy's an idiot. That guy's an idiot. <laughs> Uh, I know, I know a couple people that did that. Truthfully, <laughs> is that right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, uh, I couldn't get the free agent contract I wanted in San Diego. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, what else happened this week? Let's see here. Uh, you know, I was I was in Cincinnati over the weekend. Really? Yeah, I went to Cincinnati. Go to see some FCs. Went to watch FC Cincinnati. Would you know? Yeah, you know, I had a good time. They lost, but you know Cincinnati sports. You know, well, yeah, right. We expect they played the New England Revolution. Now, is this uh, Major League uh, Soccer? Major League Soccer. It was the second home game at TQL Stadium, the new uh, stadium, and I was impressed by the new stadium. Where is the TQL Stadium? It's uh, you know, it was uh, I stayed downtown. It was a Broadway you know, Commons. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know the answer to that. It was uh, it's uh, West Side, I guess, and. Uh, it was a short walk from uh, from downtown, twenty minutes from Fountain Square, for example. I'd say. Okay. And uh, it was a, a nice stadium, and it was you know we weren't full capacity, but I'm telling you, man, I'm going back when it's full capacity because it was rocking, you know, and just whatever the capacity was. So, but they, you know, they're one four and now, one now. I I saw some people uh, crabbing about the uh, about the stadium. Really? There's something about it. Yeah, there's something about it. I don't know. It's a, it's an eyesore in the neighborhood, or it's got a big screen that's too bright for the, the owls, or I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know. It it definitely is uh, kind of out of place in that neighborhood. I'm. I, I think I read that the the big you know, all the light show wherever is facing away from uh, the residential area. Uh, okay. In there, I don't know, but. Um, so that, that that place is not too far from. Uh, well, I guess it's not too close to Crosley Field, but it's it's over that way. It's uh, listen. I was impressed with the stadium. We had a good time, and uh, had uh, it was more exciting than any Reds game I've been to since 2012. <laughs> In terms home run of, derby. Oh, I forgot about the home run derby. I was there for that. Exciting. All right. Um, what else happened this week? Vladimir Gutierrez. We're not. He had a good debut, but he's got a lot of tattoos, which is good for him. That was my observation, too. <laughs> he had a lot of tattoos, doesn't he? He really does. Good for him. It, it is good for him. Can we talk about uh, the last day of May when Max Schrock and Kyle Farmer both almost had hit for the cycle? 
I, I did actually watch a couple minutes of that. Now that now that we that jogs my memory. I remember Max Schrock. Uh, I wasn't. I didn't have the volume on, but then I saw he he was getting a lot of hits, and then he walked off the field in in pain. Yeah, he got a I see a home run and a triple, and then he got a double and uh, got hurt on the double. I think. Yeah. He but got... is he hurt? Hurt like he's on the the injured list? Yes. Okay. Yes. Kyle Farmer is not on the injured list. Uh, he had a he had a good game too. I guess whatever. He's Kyle Farmer. He, uh, you know, you know, Kyle Farmer doesn't like to wear an undershirt under his jersey. I've noticed. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But only buttons, a couple buttons. He's he, oh, I'm look, I see here now. Kind of like a, a very kind of a chips vibe going from him. <laughs> you know, I got a, a fan of the podcast, and I appreciate you keep emailing me. I haven't emailed you back, and, I, and I'm sorry about that. But uh, who keeps emailing every time? Kyle Farmer has a good game saying, I think he's good. I think he's good. And I really appreciate your faith in Kyle Farmer. Um, there's no evidence as far as I can see that he's good. I mean, he did have a good day. Three for four, two run homer, single double, five mm-hmm. rib eye stakes. That's a good game. I mm-hmm. couldn't do that in the big mm-hmm. leagues. No, I mean, you know, if you want to be honest about it before tonight, Kyle Farmer's uh, OPS in uh, two, 2000 in his last two games. See, what? Why? See? Why am I criticizing that guy? You know, right? That email guy's right. Yeah, I agree. Email guy. All right. Um, I think what we probably should do here is, well, I was going to say let's answer some viewer mail questions, but first I want to look at uh, this Chattanooga Lookouts team. Update: Hunter Green, one point nine one ERA after five games. Nick Lodolo, one point zero one ERA after. Uh, Five games. Look at, your, look at your buddy Nick Howard. Slow your roll, Chief. Nick Lodolo was like the pitcher of the week in, in the league. Nick Howard, can we? I, we really should say nine point two, nine two thirds innings pitched. Has yet to allow a run. Fourteen strikeouts, four walks. Nick, How- I mean, really, you know, he's look, clearly the-, the best reliever in this organization. <laughs> The guy was, I mean, the, he shouldn't have been, but the guy was drafted in the first round. He does have, you know, presumably a lot of talent somewhere or did. Oh, He's he striking did. out 13 guys and not per nine innings. I, uh, I watched him play in college because he went to the University of Virginia. And, uh, yeah, he was a first-round pick. And, yeah, we know the story. But, uh, you know, I'm following this story closely. I'm excited. Not really. Can you be excited for... Nine and two thirds innings. Yes, you can if you're a Virginia fan. <laughs> well, that's probably how much he pitched his senior year when the Reds drafted him. You know, he was a starter until his last year, and then he was a he was a closer, and they decided to make him a reliever. In the ah, whatever difference we've talked about that too much. Uh, also on that team, anyway, Lodolo and Green are, have not have not stopped pitching incredibly well. Um, Jose Garcia. Now we've talked. Jose Garcia was the shortstop for the Reds most uh, much of last year. Um, and I thought we need, do need to discuss this. Over this week, he changed his name to Jose Barrero in honor of his mother. His mother uh, passed away, unfortunately, recently due to uh, COVID-related, uh, COVID-related illness. Oh, no. Yeah, and so he changed his name to Jose Barrero, and he's back now, and uh, he is looking right now as a 23-year-old at AA. He's looking so far like the guy that the Reds thought was a potential star at shortstop before they uh, bumped him up to the big leagues last year. So good for Jose Barrero. Hopefully he uh, continues to hit. Um, all right. That's enough of that nonsense. Let's answer some viewer mail questions, shall we? 
Let's hear from the viewers. Let's do that. Uh, but first, before we begin, we've got a couple of new members of the family. Yes, I love it. You love the members, new members of the family. I love members only. This is from uh, patreon.com slash redlegradio. Chris is wearing his members only jacket tonight as we record this podcast. I know because I can see him because I'm a viewer as well. First, uh, we've got to give a thank you to Mason Ballard. Mason Ballard joined the family this week. I uh, really appreciate you uh, signing on at patreon.com slash redlegradio. Now, the question we always ask is, what position does Mason Ballard play on the Red uh, Redleg Nation Radio Beer League softball team? Mason Ooh. Ballard. <sighs> well, I had a, a high school teammate named Jason Ballard, who was our uh, our ace right-hander. Oh, starting pitcher. I was going to say pitcher uh, for some reason, but uh, now you've given me a, a more of a reason to say. All right, so he's a starting pitcher, right-hander. Oh, there you go. Mason slash Jason Ballard. Mason. Yeah, welcome. Uh, thank you for real. Thank you so much. Now, next, uh, this is a first for Red Lake Nation Radio. We have a, a, first of all, a big thank you to Jace Linfort, our newest uh, member of the family. Jace Linford and Jace dropped into the Slack, Slack channel after we uh, after he joined up and said, I've played plenty of beer league and competitive slow pitch softball in my day. I'll save you the trouble and let you know I was a lefty pitcher and first baseman. Oh, the lefty softball pitcher is a very uh, it's a very tricky thing. Have you played have you played some uh, some slow pitch softball? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Back in the day, back in, in Southern California. Uh, that was one of the uh, the great things about many great things about living in san diego is you could play year round i uh i played some in my day as well i don't remember seeing very many lefty pitchers no i mean honestly there's no difference really it's not like your <laughs> balls t- tailing yeah. in on your hands or anything like <laughs> not that. not dropping a screwball in there no no it's fine uh jace thank you so much for joining us welcome all right first question comes from matt lacron again these questions come from Patreon.com slash Redleg Radio, where you too can support this podcast. Matt LaCron asks, when will the 2021 version of The Big 50 be coming out? Blastianos needs his own chapter immediately. <laughs> well, I was worried about Max Schrock the other day. Actually, that was the one thing that popped in my head. Was are we gonna is, is Max Schrock finally gonna make the book obsolete? <laughs> the, the one good thing about this book and uh, this franchise that we wrote the book about. Uh, maybe maybe Nick Castellanos will uh, earn a chapter. I don't know, uh, but <laughs> this is the most evergreen book ever. There, there's never going to be another chapter needed. We've basically really sad, talked- isn't it? I mean, there there are books about you know like the the French Revolution that have had to been updated more often than our book about <laughs> that included a chapter that took place in in what 2017. <laughs> oh man, yeah. With when when the Scooter Jeanette thing happened, we had to quickly uh, you know. Sweat, uh, swap in a, a chapter about the, about Scooter's four home run game. I was like, oh man, this, what's going to happen that's going to cause this thing to be obsolete? And as it turns out, nothing ever. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't think Wade Miley makes that book. Even, like, I, we'll go behind the curtain here, folks. Um, when you're writing a book, you, you're writing whatever you want to write, but you, you try to think about selling the book if you want to sell more than four to your parents. And the, the publishing company has thoughts on this too and they know what they're talking about so i remember one of the the first conversation i think you and i had had this conversation already but the publishers I don't, i'm going to paraphrase here but it was basically like 
let's not have too many guys who are either dead or you've only seen a black and white picture of them. Well, color photos. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like if, if a color photo of that guy doesn't exist, then let's not spend a whole bunch of time in the book on them. And, and so yeah. we pushed back we a little did. on that. I mean, we, we, we did. did. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we handled it. Like, I think we treated it real, real well, but there is certainly a, a, there was certainly a bias or a encouragement to get things that people who might buy the book could remember into the book. Sure. But even then, so I, even then, I don't think Wade Miley's no hitter makes it in that book. That's I, I like the way you frame that. You're, you're right. Because we had those conversations. And that's probably how Homer Bailey snuck in. But, oh, he had two. So, you know. I mean, that's pretty notable. Yeah, yeah that's notable. But, uh, yeah, Wade Miley's not making it. Um, you know, Nick Castellanos is going to have to do something really special <laughs> to, to, to make it in. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I feel like Nick Castellanos. I mean, yeah. I mean, for us, it felt like individual accomplishments out on, on a team that wasn't winning had to be really, really special. Right. Had to be Joey Votto. You know, it had to be, uh, it had to be two no hitters by Homer Bailey. You know, I, I can't even think of anybody, uh, well, Scooter Jeanette. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, the, 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 the most memorable moments, that's what it was about, uh, came yeah, from I mean, memorable teams in general. Um, yeah. And, and a guy who plays for the Reds for two or three years and has a really good hitting year. I mean, that's, that's Kevin Mitchell. That's Greg Vaughn. Right. Right. That's Nick Castellanos. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's a good point. So, um, you know what, what I envision here, though? Every year, you know, when uh, when there's not another new manner moment for the book, we're going to have to be like the, the, the what, 1972 Dolphins? <laughs> yeah, we just, <laughs> the last day of the year when nobody, there was a perfect game, we just crack open the champagne. That's right. We just celebrate another year of our book being as timely as it was when it was published. Whatever Stiff is pitching on the la on the final on fan appreciation day when he gives up a hit in the second inning, we're like, that's it, we're good. Uh, I'm starting to think we need to have this. You and I need to just make a point to be at the last home game every year. That's a great idea. And just you know, we'll uh, put it on put it on Twitch for the kids. <laughs> uh, that's a description and account, Chad. <laughs> that's true. That's a good point. So, all right. So, I don't, Matt, I like what you're thinking. Cassianos has been fantastic to watch this year. I mean, I, I, I love uh, watching that guy. He's been amazing, but not sure he's going to get his own chapter yet. Yeah. And by the way, on uh, speaking of the Big 50, I would like to let everybody know that right now that book is essentially sold out on Amazon.com. You can uh, buy it at BarnesandNoble.com or at uh, select lo local bookstores. But it has also been deemed a great on Kindle book. Oh, is, so, is that right? Yes, yes. So if you buy the Big 50 Electronic Edition for eleven ninety nine, you earn a $1.20 credit to buy another Kindle book. Ooh, I'm going to go buy it tonight. And, and uh, I should probably, I don't know if it's bad to say that the, uh, the author's share of the royalties are better on the ebook anyway. So <laughs> that's good to say that. Download it, boys and girls. Yeah. Download it. Get to downloading. I want to see these One downloads, click. guys. Yeah. That's all it takes. Come on. A few bucks. Um, I had someone uh, this week uh, text my wife saying, hey, uh, you any of those books? I want to I want to buy a book from uh, for my uh, uh, brother-in-law or something. I don't know who it was for. But I signed a book this week. Nice. I know, right? I just sign some every now and then, put them back on the shelf. <laughs> just get them out and... <laughs> You know, I gotta. 
you ever go on this uh, this app called the Instagrams? Yeah, I got the Instagram. Yeah, yeah, this is like an app, and uh, you put pictures on there and stuff, and and so uh, it has like a, a an archive, and it said three years ago today, I think we were at the uh, well, I don't know where we were. We were we're, signing we're books somewhere. Barnes and Noble in uh, Westchester. Oh yeah. Oh, that was a good yeah. one. That was a good night. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that I have, uh, I have the same thing on the Facebook. Oh, I've heard of that app as well. I think that might've been our first signing. Was it our first one? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. We, we did, uh, Barnes and Noble and then we did Joseph Beth and then we did, uh, I don't know, the hall of fame. I think my first one though was sitting in my, uh, in my living room, you know, just practicing. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> My notebook in uh, sixth grade. <laughs> right. Trapper keeper. Ooh, I had a trapper keeper. Oh, man. I tried to explain that to my kids the other day. <laughs> like, it was a folder. I'm like, yeah, but it wasn't just a folder. They're like, it was a binder? <laughs> well, you got to see it to believe it. It was the coolest thing ever. It was the coolest thing ever. I mean, it really was. Mead. <laughs> Mead trapper keeper. Oh, man. Good times. You know, that uh, Super 70 Sports uh, Twitter account, mm-hmm. they, every once in a while they'll post a Trapper Keeper on there. I'm always like, oh, that's, that's my thing. If you don't know what a Trooper ca- a trooper Capper. Trooper Capper. A Trooper Keeper. Trapper Keeper is, you're too young. Just log off right now. Yeah, if you don't, if you didn't have a metal lunchbox with a, a, a thermos with a matching theme, you're not going to know what a Trapper Keeper is either. I had a, had a, a, uh, one of those uh, lunch boxes for the the fall guy. <laughs> Why did my parents buy me a fall Lee guy? Majors. Lee Majors, right? The fall guy. I didn't watch that show. I carried I to school a for a year though. I had a He Man one, and I was probably a little too old for it, to be honest with you. <laughs> you're like looking back. You're like 36. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> carrying like it to work. Sophomore in college, and you know, I had a couple <laughs> scheduled classes over the lunch hour. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna. <laughs> We got to move on. I'm going to let you answer this next question uh, from the Patreon crowd from Andrew Scott Wills. Question is this: How great was the last Chad Dotson article in Cincinnati Magazine? Uh, the, the, I know you haven't read it, so I'm going to tell you the, the pretty headline. Great. No, I just read that one. That's what we were talking about, right? No, this is a, this is a different one. You know, this is one the one called "Why the Reds Don't Love Their Fans Back." Oh, you're right. That was my last one, the one we talked yeah, about. Yeah. This is my next last. One. I assume this is the one he's talking about. Why the Reds don't love their fans back? That was a great one. They were all great. <laughs> all right. You'll be invited back. Why the Reds don't look... It got uh, more engagement uh, on social media than uh, than most of my recent ones, because most of my recent ones are mediocre, let's be honest. No, they're all great. Thank you. Woo the Reds. And thank you, by the way, Andrew Scott Wills. Woo the Reds asks, let's pretend that Jesse Winker and Nick Castellanos both end the season in or near the top 10 in wins above replacement for all of MLB position players. And the Reds continue on their current trajectory for a 500-ish or worse final record. Which would end up being a bigger wasted opportunity for the Reds? 2017 with Joey Votto's great uh, final great MVP caliber season. Or 2021 with having two top position players in all of baseball. I'll remind you of 2017 when the Reds were 68-94. Yeesh. And Joey Votto uh, finished uh, second MVP. Should have won it. Hit 320, 454 on base, 578 slugging, 36 homers, 100 RBIs. Man, what a year that was. 8.1 <laughs> wins above replacement. What a year. What a year that was. 
94 losses. A year where, where uh, like, what, like 60 starts were divided up between Feldman, Adelman, and Romano? <laughs> yes. Wojciechowski, Rookie Davis. Good t- Tim Adelman, oh, man. Jackson wow. Stevens, <sighs> Deck McGuire. <laughs> Deck McGuire. Deck McGuire was on that team. Wow. Deck McGuire. Lisa Alberto Bonilla. Who? We don't hear that much anymore. That's kind of a, 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 a an old uh, blast from the past there, isn't it? It's like a choice yeah. cut, you know. Yeah. I see. I see. We only bring it back uh, when we need it. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Ten games, 8.10 ERA for the that guy you mentioned. Deck McGuire. One of my favorite dumb jokes from the history of this podcast is Deck McGuire, you know, uh, doing a deep dive into how he was like, he was like a uh, 1940s uh, private eye, <laughs> Some, like a film noir radio series or something. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Did, did you ever see the show uh, where uh, Andy Richter had a, had a, it was a starring vehicle for Andy Richter. He was a PI. <laughs> there was a starring vehicle. Oh yeah. Yeah. Andy it was Richter? really good. Wait, what? Uh, it was hilarious. Never heard of it. Um, no, let me see if I can figure it out what it is real quick. Um, he was like a, I think he was like a regular guy who was thrust into being a PI or something like this. It was, yeah, but it was kind of like a noirish, you know, but it was Andy Richter was the main character and being Andy Richter in all, all ways. Uh, well, when you find it I, before you, while, while you're looking, I just want to say that, um, that 2017 team, Featured Billy Hamilton, 59 stolen bases, a 335 on base percentage. Oh, no, wait a minute. That was a slugging percentage. Never mind. <laughs> the show is called Andy Barker, P.I., and he is a mild-mannered uh, CPA who is, in a case of mistaken identity, uh, he, he has taken over the office of a private investigator, and he ends up basically taking taking on the cases uh, that the... the uh, you know, was were going to the his the old tenant of the office. <laughs> the I other of stars of the show was uh, the 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 guy who was the old man in uh, in Fargo. The old man in Fargo, like the the father in law in Fargo. Oh right, 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 yeah, yeah. And uh, and and Buster Bluth. Oh no way! Yes, yes. It was good. Like I, there was probably like five episodes or something, six episodes here, and it was in two thousand seven. It sounds but great. If you can ever find them, they're they're really funny. Yeah. Oh mercy! I don't know about that. Dick McGuire. I, I don't think that uh, describes Dick McGuire. I think Dick McGuire. He was like uh, he like rented boats uh, in San Francisco at the harbor, and every once in a while he'd get uh, you know he'd have to have to solve a crime. That was Dick McGuire. I like it. I like it. I don't know. Whatever. Um, so the the question, I, sometimes we, have you noticed that we tend to kind of go off on tangents occasionally? Well, I, I, I defend that by pointing to the topic at hand and saying there's a good reason that anyone sane would uh, go on a tangent. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. I think the answer is the biggest wa- bigger wasted opportunity was 2021 this year easily. 2017 was a garbage yeah. team. There were, they had no chance of winning with that pitching staff. Patrick Kivlahan played in 115 games. Cassianos just got beaned by Wainwright. Uh-oh. I think it was a curveball hit him in the butt. <laughs> Let's effing go. Let's um, go. 
you see they put the, the big banner at the Great American Ballpark? I'm not going to Great American Ballpark this year, but I saw they put a big banner of uh, of Castellanos flexing over the, that poor Cardinals pitcher, and it says, let's, let's go. They they omitted a word. Bowderized it. Yeah. So the answer is this year. Because the Reds coming into this year had a chance. If they had just decided to play, if they just decided to try to win. Try. They could have. That's, that's a banner they should hang up. Try. Just try. That's all we ask. All right, uh, good question, Wu. Next comes from our new friend, Jace Linfort. Is that Jason Linden under like a like <laughs> oh. a Bobby Valentine mustache? Oh, it's interesting. It, yes, I think it is. I think it's Jason Linden. Jace Linfort. Repeating from the Slack channel, he did ask this question in the Slack channel. Oh, this is the left-handed pitcher. This is the yeah, the left-handed uh, softball pitcher. What can Bob Castellini and the Reds do right now? That could make you end your boycott. Are you boycotting? You. That's it's not that formal, <laughs> right? I, you know, I, I, I'm, I've said this a million times. I re- completely reserve the right to go back on the bandwagon at any time. Right. Or if your if your boys decide they want to go and yeah, if they want to go to a game, they'll go to a, we'll go to a game. Right. I, I'm. I think I'm. Gonna, what I'm trying to pitch is like, why don't we go see Pittsburgh Stadium or let's go to a game in Cleveland. That's that's interesting. You know, we, I said, we talked earlier about uh, how we went to the, uh, the FC Cincinnati game, and I was debating should I go Pittsburgh Cleveland. They're both at home last week. I said, I mean, I've never seen either of those stadiums. Maybe I should do that. Don't take them to Wrigley Field. That's all I ask you. I can't afford it. There you go, Jace Linford. What could they, Bob and the Reds do right now? Can make, I'm not sure they can do anything this season. Go, trade for Mike Trout and uh, Shohei Otani. There you go. Do that, and yes, I'll be there. I'll buy a ticket next weekend. Exactly. Uh, Yeah, I don't, I think they, and again, this boycott is just my little thing. And I'm, you know, if you want to go to the game, go to the game, have fun, whatever. It's Great American Ballpark's a good park, and, you know, go drink your summer shandies, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) But that uh, was remarkably dismissive of the summer shandies in a way that I I am here for. But there's nothing that I could do. Beer and a lemonade mix. Yeah, I think pretty much. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to end the boycott this year. It's not going to happen this year. But you know, I I also have said, even if Castellini's in next year, I'm not sure I can keep holding out. You know, I like going. I like going to going to the park. Have a good time there, even if they stink. They did get rid of, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Oh gosh, I had a good joke there, and now I can't remember his name. Quackenbush, Kevin Quackenbush. This week, my wife's like, what's the deal? We're in Cincinnati. It's the first time we've been here in forever that uh, we weren't going to watch the Reds. Um, All right. Next question. Joey Gaditza. And we didn't watch the Reds because they were in Chicago. Joey Gaditza asks, hey, guys, hope you're both excellent. Chad, your recent article was spot on. Um, maybe the Reds will start listening to us now. Wishful thinking, I know. Also, I know you're a New York Islanders fan, and I'm rooting for him too, but just know that, that there is room on the Habs bus for you too. That's the Montreal Canadiens. Gaditza, our buddy Joey, is a is one of these Canadians. He's from Canada. Canada. We're an international podcast. Saskatchewan. Sketchy. I don't know. That didn't work. I'm trying some I'm trying some new material out tonight, and some of it's not working. Yeah, it's your workshop, and it? it's I'm just working. like... It's like Chris Rock does. Dave Chappelle does it. Exactly. We get it. We get it. I was at the, the Comedy Cellar in New York once, and uh, the guy from uh, from uh, 
Parks and Rec came to, to workshop some stuff. Who's trying some new material out? What was that guy's name? Aziz Ansari. Aziz Ansari. Yeah, he was pretty funny. I saw him uh, in a in a comedy concert, whatever you call it. Where? Here in Columbus. Yeah. Uh, buddy of mine called and said, "Hey, I got this extra ticket. You want to go see Aziz Ansari?" And he's pretty good. Yeah, he's good. He does, you know, things where he like looks at people's phones and and see what texts they've been receiving and kind of riffs on that and. He probably doesn't do that anymore, but it was fun. Yeah, he was he was pretty good that night. Uh, the best that night was a guy named Gary Goldman. I don't know if you've heard of that guy, but he's he's hilarious. Um, we also had this guy, uh, Alan Havy. You ever heard of this guy? No, no. Yeah, he was uh, fake. No, he's uh, he's an old guy. He was on uh, he was on Mad Men for a few episodes, and he spent about twenty minutes, uh, you know, ripping on me. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, he's uh. He was the, the the jerk boss who had that like sad sack cartoon on Mad Men. Right, yeah, yeah. He spent yeah. a long time really ripping on me. What were you heck on him? No, no, no. I they asked us when we came in. Uh, this is the Comedy Cellar uh, in New York, and they asked you. This you know, is where Louis goes at the right. opening credits. I was kind of hoping that uh, that Louis would. This was you know pre Louis's uh, controversy. I was hoping he would drop in because they say he drops in all the time. But yeah, um, they asked you, hey, you want to sit in the front? It was just my wife and I and. When when you want to sit in the front, you know what that that question is. It's you're going to get ripped on. So we're like, nah, what the heck? So he walks out, says nothing, looks at me, and asks me what I do for a living. <laughs> Did you tell him the truth? I told him the truth, <laughs> and uh, he says, "Well, let me just." And at the time, of course, I was a uh, a judge, and uh, he looks at me and says. For all the defendants that have ever been in your courtroom, I just want to say this. And he put one of his fingers up and said some <laughs> indelicate words. And everybody laughed. And I laughed. It was funny. I knew it was coming. And he spent a long time smacking at me. It was fun. I had a good time. I don't care. Anyway. Uh, well, how do we get there? Uh, you're talking about Jim Gaffigan again. Oh, I never talk about Jim Gaffigan. Even though he and I would go to the same school, he's a Georgetown guy. Is that right? Yeah, I went to Georgetown. Played football at Georgetown. They have football. <laughs> they do have a team. Okay. They have okay. students who wear helmets. All right. Like eleven of them. They have a, at least eleven. Okay. No fewer. <laughs> anyway, uh, New York Islanders. You mentioned I didn't mention the Islanders earlier. I picked the Islanders when I was you know seven years old because somebody gave me a uh, Dennis Potvin card. I should probably become a uh, a Blue Jackets fan, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm having fun watching the Islanders right now. They're pretty good. I, I, I told you I became an The Islanders are the first team I liked, and that was because the first hockey game I ever watched was that uh, Easter Eve playoff game when uh, Pat LaFontaine scored what, oh my horrible gosh. times. Yes, incredible. And I was like, oh, this, is, this, is, this sport's cool. Yeah. They're all like this. Yeah, the Islanders like the Reds though. They had a really good run, early '80s for them, not '70s, but and then pretty much crap since. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah. Um, if if Cincinnati ever gets a, a an NHL team or a uh, an NBA team, I will I will switch my allegiances uh, to them. But until then, I'm an Islanders and, and Philadelphia 76ers fan. Trust the process. There you go. Kyle Kapler asks, with the Reds bullpen struggling and your love for the University of Virginia, see these are my people. They know where to go here. Throw them right in there, don't they? Feed with, them right in. With the Reds bullpen struggling and your love for the University of Virginia, should the Reds bring Kyle Crockett back? Do you remember Kyle Crockett? 
Is that a, a guy that played for the Reds? 15 games in 2018. Man. He, he's uh, no Phil Gosselin. <laughs> he's no Phil. Another is that, wait, is Crockett and also a, a Virginia Cavalier? Oh, yeah, yeah. Crockett's a Virginia Cavalier as well as Phil Gosselin and Nick Howard. Um, Man. Drafted in the fourth round by the Indians and spent four years uh, up and down with the Indians. And, you know, it was a okay reliever and he's not pitched since he pitched for the Reds at age 26 he's only 29 now let's bring him back <laughs> I'm looking at his baseball reference page which has a lot of insightful information and as usual nickname is Croc so another <laughs> classic baseball, baseball creativity but but have you seen his Twitter handle oh no I haven't <laughs> that's pretty good yeah I see that now. Croc pot three okay let me just and say for some reason there's two T's in it but as we as we speak here, I'm going to follow him on Twitter. As and this is this is you can't get this content anywhere else. No, well, as we speak, already... his bio on Twitter: former UVA Cavalier. That's all. That's it. <laughs> I'm definitely following that guy. He's followed by Jared Hughes. Is he? And and uh, Red Leg Nation. And Red Leg Nation and MLB. Good for him. Kyle Crockett. Oh my goodness. I apologize. I know we speak too much, talk too much about the uh, UVA uh, Cavaliers, but hey, they play tomorrow in the uh, NCAA tournament. They're hot. Super, super regional. Super regional. Columbia, South Carolina. Super. All right, Ryan Rayburn. Here's another deep cut. If you're a new listener of the podcast, uh, you may not understand the uh, the beef between me and Hunter Green, but Ryan Rayburn's going to get into it. Hello, my good dudes. I hope this letter finds you well. Now that a certain number two overall pick, that's that's Hunter Green, has come back from Tommy John even better than he was before, parenthetical information incoming, top pitching prospect in baseball possibly, will Chad be ending his full-hearted hatred towards me? I have many references to Ford on that, uh, uh, to Ford on that speak of my impeccable character. And let's be honest, Chad's big mouth, terrible accent, and Twitter fingers are the real <laughs> ones to blame. <laughs> He's attacking me. I already hate Ryan, and he's attacking me. He's, no, he's, he's not wrong, but... He's coming in hot, that's for <laughs> sure. So the Hunter Green thing was, uh, Ryan and I were... Uh, he texted me about something, and I said something about how... What if Hunter, the Reds should consider trading Hunter, because what if he gets hurt? And then Hunter Green picked up on that, and it got on the front page of the Cincinnati Inquirer, somehow. Bulletin board material. Yeah, right. So I love Hunter Green. I have nothing against Hunter Green. Still, def my tweet's defensible. But, uh, no, I will never be ending my full-hearted hatred towards you, Ryan Rayburn. But thank you for being a part of the family. I'll let you speak bad about me in your Patreon questions. Uh, is Hunter Green the top it's pitching part of the deal, folks. <laughs> that's right. Or, that's the uh, Patreon level three. <laughs> that's right. Six ninety nine a month, you get to uh, call Chad a jerk and whatever other way you want. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. Thanks for the question. Next question comes from Seth Shaner. Now, Seth starts by saying this. He has one question for Chris and one for Chad. Ooh, fair. There you go. First, Chris, what say we stage a Central Ohio chapter of Red Lake Nation Radio get-together now that things continue to open up? Central Ohio. That's us. I see he's, he's, uh, he, he's, he's proposing a meetup, I believe. Is that Evidently. And what you ought to understand is that Chris... Uh, Chris never goes out into public. I'm I am uh, prohibited by law from coming within a thousand feet of most men, women, and children. <laughs> it's a long story. We're not going to get into yeah, it. That's right. It's, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's it's okay. Deal. 
It's a technicality. <laughs> Question for me. I, Chad, I agree with much of what you've said and written about Bob Castellini. But what, if any, hope do you have that your words will penetrate the offices at Great American Ballpark in a changing course, either by selling the team or by going all in to try to win, can be made? I love the optimism in that question. Uh, Seth, I will say this, and i got to think how I'm going to word this, but I do have reason to believe that uh, our dear leader, Bob Castellini, has read my recent words about, uh, about uh, why he's a jerk. <laughs> I think that's pretty much the. Yeah, and, and, well, and, and so what? And, and so, do you think that had like a really productive? Uh, a, really, you know, he took it like kind of like uh, Brian Doyle Murray at the end of Christmas Vacation. He's like, you really made me think. I think I've that been unfair. Uh, again, you're 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 kind of you're prodding me here. You're trying to get me to say more than I should. <laughs> I think that his uh, his response was not what uh, Seth hopes. Which is that uh, either sell the team or go all in to try to win? I don't think either of those was his first reaction. I think his first reaction was, "Who's this jerk? Why is he attacking me?" That's probably more understandable. <laughs> Who know? put him up to it? Yeah, yeah. Who's this guy? Oh. let me just say this. My answer to your question, Seth, is this: I don't, I don't think that the Reds will ever really, truly try to actually win until we have a new owner. What do you think, Chris? Quickly. Agree. There you go. That was as quick as you could get. One word. Yeah. The reason I say quickly was next question is uh, related to this from Nathan Connor. Nathan says, we can all agree that new ownership would be exciting, albeit an unlikely bit of news. But would all Reds, fan, Reds fans welcome just any owner? And he says, let's say this. The royal family of Abu Dhabi decides to expand their image laundering program. <laughs> I love it. This is like Major League Four or something. <laughs> That's right. Oh, this is great, Nathan. Decides to expand their image laundering program beyond the beautiful game. That's uh, that's soccer. And seeks another property in this devious enterprise. Let's assume they buy the Reds. Yes, MLB would never in a million years allow Sheikh Manzur into their ownership club. But money talks, right? If they took full ownership of the Reds, let's also assume they splash the cash in the same manager that Manchester City does. Uh, they own Manchester City, a soccer team in, in uh, England's Premier League, uh, who just won the championship. Splash the cash that they do on new players, and they invest heavily in baseball operations and development in the same manner that they have at City, and invest in community projects around town. Would Reds fans welcome their new baseball overlords? Or would they be criticized by an odd mixture of jingoism and human rights concern? More succinctly put, what are the limits on the cost of winning? <laughs> what do you think about that one? That's a wild question. Uh, yeah, that is wild. I mean, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, uh, there there have been some kind of reprehensible people and behavior associated with the Reds in the past. And uh, I, I did not root for those individuals, but I did not quit watching the team. Uh, I don't know. That's a, it's a really interesting. I mean, I don't, that's like a pretty extreme case there. Um, so I'd have to think about it, but you know, yeah. I, I try to not think about who owns the team very much. Unfortunately, we're forced to with, with yeah. this team, but yeah, jingoism, I, whatever. I don't care. I don't care whether, you know, if it's Abu Dhabi or I don't know, wherever buy the team and spend money. <laughs> you know, I don't, that that doesn't matter. You mean the right concern? Okay, maybe. You know, I don't want the. You know, I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna stop right there. 
before I, I have to say something. I don't know. The limits, I, I don't want some jerk on the team. But Marge Shot won the team, and we celebrate the 1990 championship every single year because that's the last championship we've had. So I don't know if the answer is your question, but it is a good one that uh, probably deserves more uh, discussion than we're going to give it right now. Thanks, Nathan. Joe Farsing. Now, Joe, one question just for Mr. Garber. This kind of upsets me. I like this tonight. Uh, specialty questions coming in for me. Well, you come on, uh, on Red Nation Radio and you ignore me? What's the deal? That's how it goes. They get you every week. There you go. Joe Farsing. Special treat. Right. <laughs> in episode 2F09, when Itchy plays Scratchy Skeleton like a xylophone, <laughs> memorably, obviously, he strikes that same rib twice in succession. Oh. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Yet he produces two clearly different tones. <laughs> I mean, what are we to believe that this is some sort of a magic xylophone or something? Boy, oh, I really hope good. somebody got fired for that blunder. <laughs> Any thoughts on that for that question from Joe Farsing? All right, that's a, like a, a direct. Uh, that's a direct quote, isn't it? From uh, like comic book guy or somebody. It's some sort of comic con. Is it? I don't remember that. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a itchy and scratchy and poochy show. I remember the Poochie, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a Poochie episode, and they're at some sort of panel. And <laughs> this is where Homer responds to that question by by saying, like, let me ask you a question. Why would a grown man whose shirt says genius at work spend all his time watching cartoons or something <laughs> to that effect? See, I remember that, but I can't believe I'd forgotten that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I guess I should have I should have had the reply <laughs> re- just recited it, but good setup. Uh, you know, I get points – points deducted for the dismount here oh man good question that's that episode's got the fireworks factory line uh you know oh it's just great all poochie what's the what does it say when uh you know poochie goes to alien is taken back to his home planet what's the what the card they put in on the on the <laughs> he died on the way home or something? yeah something like that it's a good episode oh simpsons uh, why do we get simpsons questions every time you're on because that's all i can talk about it's the yeah. only pop culture reference in the last 50 years that I'm I'm up to speed on. Chris knows... I did get Mad Men. I did get Mad Men earlier. Oh, there you go. Chris knows 50 things about the Reds. <laughs> Everything else he knows is about, is about yeah. the Simpsons. It's a book would not have been a page longer. <laughs> right. Next question comes from our friend Mike Perry. Mike asks, who would be a better defensive shortstop? This is actually a good question. Eugenio Suarez or present-day Barry Larkin? <laughs> That's a very good question. It really kind of is, if you think about it. Uh, yeah, I mean... Uh, Larkin's, gosh, what, what, 50, 52, probably? No, he's got to be older than that. I mean, he's he's several years older than us. Well, see, yeah, he's yeah, 57. you're right. He's gotta be, yeah, he's got to be late 50s, right? Did you yeah, look it up? Just, yeah, he just turned 57. Okay, all right, there you go. So, look, man... He looks good, though. I thought he was 52. I can't... I, I tried to play one-on-one against my 12-year-old in the driveway the other day and almost had a heart attack. <laughs> And the worst part is I had to like pretend that I wasn't about to have a heart attack because I couldn't let him couldn't let him win or believe that he was about to his dad was going to keel over in front of him by playing to five. So, yeah, I think Barry might have lost a step, folks. Yeah, yeah but even Barry Larkin losing two steps. Is that still not uh, in Eugenio Suarez territory? <laughs> he was he was not good at shortstop. Bless his heart. I love him. Oh, so we're going to have to see that problem again? I think so. I don't know. I go back and forth. I hope not. Joey Votto's uh, on on the mend, right? 
Can he play shortstop? Oh, no, I see what you're saying. That's the plan. <laughs> I think probably it's Suarez, uh, but I don't know that. I, Larkin looks like he's in pretty good shape. Let's try it. He's a handsome man, too. I mean, I'll say oh, that. Yes. All right, whatever. Devilish. <laughs> Charles Zollers. Trivia question. Which player did the... This is, this is Charles, you're young. I know, but we all know this answer to this question because we've struggled with it for years. Which player did the Reds draft before Derek Jeter? Hint, he went to the 2017 College Football National Champions, also known as the beautiful University of Central Florida, where, where Charles is, you know. Who did the, which player did the Reds draft before Derek Jeter, Chris? You know this. Um, is it, uh, shoot. Oh, I thought it's, it's an outfielder, right? It's an outfielder whose name is a, his first name is a glorious name. The best first name, I think. <laughs> Chadwick? Well, I don't, know if it's, I don't know if it's Chadwick, but I know it's at least Chad. Oh, Chad Matola. Chad Matola. Chad right, Matola. Yeah. He was he was a star. Rob Chapman, Chad, and Chris, your co-GMs for the Reds. Magic wand, and ownership gives you the green light to make mid-season deals. What do you do to try to turn twenty twenty one around? If you decide to punt on this season, what are the moves for next year? Look, if I have green light, I'm I'm I'm. Probably gonna because this division is not great. I'm probably gonna go all in on trying to get a shortstop and get a relievers. Exactly mm-hmm. what we knew they needed to do in the off season. Is there a different answer to that, to that, Chris? Well, I still like my Trout and uh, Otani trade. Yeah, really. If we're co GM, sorry. If we're co GMs, do we have like like head face to face desks or side by side desks? Hmm. I'm gonna say side to side because I, I don't want to look at you every day. Can have the phone in between us, and that way, when we when we call Walt, J- Walt Jockety for advice and clearance on a trade, <laughs> right. we'd like signal to each other. <laughs> co GMs. I would not want to be co GM with you. Uh, fair. I want you to be, uh, you know, inferior to me in the in the hierarchy. <laughs> well, so like assistant to the GM, <laughs> assistant to the regional general manager. Yes. So, who are the Reds going to trade to get uh, all these major leaguers? You know. Rocky Gale and <laughs> you know, and Dwight Smith Jr. Kyle Farmer's available. Kyle Farmer? Yeah, that's the problem. I mean, they actually do have some minor league assets they could deal, but I don't know. I don't know whether this team, they're like sort of, they're in the middle of being like half good and needing to rebuild and. I don't think any team needs to rebuild. I think you just need to try to win. And I don't know. Reload. Reload. Oh, yeah. There we go. Would you – here's a question, though. Would you – what would you be doing with uh, Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo? I would have him in the major leagues right now. That's not how you say it, but would you? I would. I think I would, too. Would you be starting them or uh, bullpenning them? I think I would have uh, Lodolo starting. I think I would have Hunter Green in the bullpen for now. With the – with a very like a sign on his back that said "Do not keep him here." Yes, in the bullpen forever. Yes, do not fall in love. Yes, hashtag, or excuse me, hash brown, not Chapman, in every way, yes. except for the you know being an all star pitcher. How about Reaver San Martin? Would you have him up here? Obviously, I just want to see the way they put his name on the back of his jersey. <laughs> the one thing the Reds have proven now is that they have no uh, intention of. Like modifying the spacing or the letter size, no matter how long your name is. <laughs> Do you remember back in the day when they uh, Concepcion's name on his jersey, Dave Concepcion, the shortstop for the Big Red Machine? 
I think the letters, I think C and N, the first and last letters, actually start on his pants. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Well, did you see D. Strange Gordon's jersey in spring training? <laughs> yes, yes. You're right. I forgot how to name Blast from the Past. Yeah, yeah. Obscure former Red. D. Strange Gordon. Uh, uh, let me ask you this. If you were offered to be uh, co-GM of the Reds right now, or just GM of the Reds, would you accept the job? Uh, how much are they paying me? <laughs> that's that's really the only question. That's Is really it? the answer, yeah. Yeah. I'm not taking it for less than I'm making now, I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah. Got to make it worth my while. <laughs> yeah. You got to... And health care benefits. I need health care benefits. <laughs> need some serious uh, benefits. Absolutely. John Majewski. I really prefer the seven inning games to the nine inning games and would be thrilled if every game at every level was just seven innings. Does this make me a bad person? No. It does not. It does really? not make you a bad fan. It is not. No. I mean, I, I think it's really bad and stupid to have some and some not. That I think is weird. That's like if you had a football game and just stopped after three quarters and you're like, yeah, that's, that's how we do it today. <laughs> right. But. I mean, here's the thing. There's not enough. The problem with the game is not that it's nine innings long. The problem is there's not enough action in the nine innings to True. make it interesting. But if I'm going to be bored, I'd rather be bored for two hours and 15 minutes than for three hours and 30 minutes. Wow. I can buy it. It doesn't make you a bad person, uh, John. Yeah, I hate this seven-inning doubleheader stuff, and I prefer the nine-inning games because that's what, that's what baseball's supposed to be, but... I don't know. Maybe we'll get some complete games at seven innings. I don't know. That's not the problem with baseball. There's so many problems with baseball. I want nine inning games always, but Chris has actually convinced me here. Every game should be four innings long. Well, like shorting the games permanently is not my first solution. Right. My first solution is to outlaw uh, sticky stuff on the pitcher's hands. My second solution is to replace the mound with a pit and make the pitchers throw from a 10-inch deep hole <laughs> away from the plate. That would be exciting. That would be interesting. I think it would work. I think it would work. Let me ask you, uh, what, you know, my first uh, option is going to be to move the mound back. Is that, a, is that realistic? Uh, what do you think? Is that, a, is that a, something the baseball I, could do? No, would I it think, help? Yeah, I mean, you can get a bobcat. You can do almost anything. I think they could do it. But would it help? Would it make the uh, It's got to. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You're moving the, you, you know, 2 to 3% or whatever. Not even the 2%, but whatever. Move it back a foot or two. And, uh, I mean, th here's the thing. The problem is not that pitchers can throw 100 miles an hour. The problem is that pitchers are incentivized and permitted to throw full effort all the time. That is what leads to, I think, almost every problem. I think you're right. And because it's so hard to get a hit, it's om it's it's just as hard to get a, a single as it is a home run, so why not go for four instead of one? Right. No, I mean... I, I, it, like, it's a cycle. Yeah, that's where we are. You know, you and I love this game probably more than 99% of people. In in, uh, in America, maybe to me that's not right, but we we like it. For years, I've been like this uh, kind of a traditionalist. You know, I love baseball. I don't want it to be changed much, but now I just don't see how they can just cannot change. 
they got to do something. It's if, if they make me think the game's boring, that's a problem. Yeah, it's just you know I had to go through my my Twitter and like I used to follow the Pitching Ninja, which Rob Friedman, a really cool account. He just takes all these gifs of it, these insane pitches. Yeah, they're fun hitters, but. They are, but it's like at some point it's kind of like you know right. Kramer fighting a, a middle school karate class. <laughs> it's like what do you, this is kind of it's not if everybody can do it, it's not that cool anymore. You know what I mean? And like, how often do I celebrate the guy when twenty four percent of the plate appearances lead to a strikeout? I don't know that you really need to strut. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Something's got to happen. Oh, baseball. All right, so last, uh, this is not a question, but we'll uh, we'll end on this one. This comes from our, our buddy Rich Thompson. And this is not, not really a question, uh, but Rich says, uh, Today, instead of submitting a viewer mail question, I'd like to submit some thoughts of gratitude. And I'm going to do uh, what they call the University of Virginia handshake. I'm going to pat myself on the back a little bit by reading this question. For over 10 years, I've been following or supporting you and your team's efforts in providing some of the best and entertaining information on Reds baseball. It was actually... 2005, 16 years now, when I uh, launched with some of my best friends, uh, redlegnation.com. I feel it's safe to say this project continues to be a passion for you all, but also bet it requires a lot of valuable time that can be spent elsewhere, particularly since recent iterations of Reds teams continue to struggle. Because of your collective efforts, I keep logging in each day to read uh, your insightful articles or to get a chuckle from your witty and endearing podcast. Uh, that's got a good one. That's something going on our Twitter bio or something. Witty and endearing. <laughs> To be perfectly honest, if it wasn't for you and your team's efforts, I would probably not invest much time into following the Reds. For one, they continue to prove to be, in, to be inept, and two, have developed other interests beyond Reds baseball to invest my discretionary time into. I feel you, man. Consequently, I want to say th thank you publicly for cultivating this community slash family that keeps the Reds relevant for me and probably many others of Red Lake Nation. Sincerely, Rich Thompson, Williamsburg, Virginia. P.S. Does this make up for me uh, giving Doug a little extra attention on last week's show? Yeah, he he asked a question just of Doug and not me, and we've gotten ten people asking questions well, just you and not me. Trend now. I know I'm not liking this. Um, the Reds are winning four to two. Uh, thank you for those uh, kind words, Rich. And yes, you know this is uh, I don't know why we keep doing it, but part of it is that we like talking about the Reds, and I, I like the community that's growing up around this. And uh, you know, Chris won't talk to me unless I record it. That's, that's true. <laughs> so, oh, I see we do have actually one last question. One last question has come from our friend D Dwight Kelly. You get the sudden urge to play the saxophone. This is why I love this stupid family that we have. <laughs> These are the types of questions we get. I love it. Which song will be the first you learn to play entirely? <laughs> Examples The Pink Panther, Careless Whisper, <laughs> or Yakety Sax yeah, by Boots Randolph. That's just to right, get the whistle. going to be right there. Yeah. Oh, if you don't know Yakety Sax, this is the greatest musical composition of all time. Am I am I overstating it, Chris? It's it's true. Now, do you think uh, do kids today, you know, they, they probably don't know who Benny Hill is, do they? No, they don't. You know, you and I are basically the same age. Maybe you had the same experience, but when I was a kid, Benny Hill was a little bit, you know, it was, was kind of kind of titillating. It was, you know, you wanted to watch it. It, uh, it was, but you know, it was it was a, pull, a push and pull with Benny Hill, because uh, it was it was racy. It was, uh, but it was really weird. <laughs> and and Benny himself was a kind of a perv, off putting. Yeah, you know, he's kind of an off putting <laughs> chap. 
But that yakety sacks where, you know, they're, it's, they were in double motion or whatever they make the, you know, they, they speed the film up and he's chasing generally scantily clad women. He was, Benny Hill was not, uh, he was problematic, but that yakety sacks with the, I don't know, forever. My, I'm going to always hear that anytime I, uh, think of Benny Hill, it's, it's embedded in my memory. So now did, did speaking of, uh, Pink Panther, did you, have you, did, have you seen, you're not on the TikToks, but it, there's a. There was a TikTok video of uh, basically this woman was in her apartment and during the quarantine, and she's like, "My my neighbor is learning to play the saxophone, and he only knows one song." <laughs> I didn't see that. No, and it's the Pink Panther. I am on and the so, TikToks, but I didn't see that. And so she he <laughs> she he, she had this video of all these clips of her at like different times of day, different days of the week, different you know, outfits and everything over, over many months. And like just the pink Panther blaring through the walls of her apartment and her like different expressions on her face. And it's, it's just beautiful. But, um, there was a, a podcast. I think it was, uh, I think it was, uh, this American life. I think a couple weeks ago, great show where they, they kind of dug into it and really, uh, yeah, yeah, and found out, um, you know, interviewed her and interviewed him and got the whole story behind it all. So oh, I gotta listen. To that. I'll uh, I'll see if I can find it and we'll we'll throw it up on Twitter after the. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, I haven't seen that. Uh, so, are, are are you making TikToks? You like dancing on TikTok and stuff? <laughs> I don't. I don't ever. Uh, I don't ever make a TikTok. But uh, I, I've fallen into several TikTok subcultures. <laughs> You know, they've got this this masterful algorithm. It just serves things up. Oh, it's awful. You, it's evil. Want, but it knows when you like it, and it, it keeps giving you more. It does. It gives you more so, of what you want. Yeah, I've gone through uh, sm- uh, home inspection TikTok. That's a good one. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Um, small farmer TikTok. <laughs> uh, car detailer TikTok. <laughs> I, uh, um notably young female small plane pilot tiktok <laughs> this is an entirely different tiktok experience than i've had okay are it's you amazing watching people like dancing and 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 doing stunts and and uh you know uh that kind of thing nah, Trick mo- shots and stuff mostly it's just uh it's like uh, golf shots and uh, family guy clips <laughs> yeah yeah i've been on uh on all kinds of uh of rabbit holes on this TikTok, and it, it's just delightful. Like I love it. It's all. It's like right in my. You know, it's right up my alley. Like all these this stuff I'm enjoying, and I'm like learning stuff. I was in uh, uh, Sea Captain TikTok for a little while. Um, <laughs> flight attendant TikTok. I don't. None of this makes any sense to me. I don't. I don't get on there very often. But now I'm thinking I need to devote more time. Do it. I, 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 all I figure is like, if you like something or if you swipe over and watch more of the person's videos, I think that's part of it. But I also think it's like, if you don't swipe away, like you just watch the whole thing that counts. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know how it works, but it, it just keeps giving me more and more of what I like. I get golf uh, highlights and, and baseball highlights and, uh, uh, teachers doing silly things in class. Sometimes I get that. Oh, I've seen, yeah, yeah. I've had elementary school and middle school TikTok. Yeah. Teacher TikTok. Haven't gotten into law school uh, professor TikTok yet. Maybe I wonder if that's a thing. Hmm. 
Chris, uh, we need to wrap this up. Yeah, let's call it a day. We've gone way off the rails here. This is Red Lake Nation no, Radio. This is where the rails are. I'm sorry. This is where the rails are for when I'm on the show. These are our rails. I agree. You're right. Uh, this is episode number 378 of Red Lake Nation Radio. I say a lot of things here now, telling people how to subscribe and all that, and just Google it or something. I don't know. I don't care. Whatever. You can go to patreon.com slash redlegradio where you can join the family if you want. We've had a lot of new uh, uh, family members join up lately, and we have a good time uh, on our Slack channel. It's all fun. So... Uh, Chris, any final thoughts for us before we uh, hit the stop on the record button here? I think I've said enough. You've said far more than enough. For Chris Garber and Ashton Goudeau, this is Chad Dotson saying so long, everyone. Thanks for listening to Red Leg Nation Radio from RedLegNation.com. Subscribe to Red Leg Nation Radio on iTunes or through your favorite podcast app. And join us for discussion of all things Reds at RedLegNation.com. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week.